0: Let me take you back, back to a time of innocence. A time before television. A time where the whole family would gather around the radio to listen to their favorite radio program. Anything from Fibber McGee and Molly to Jack Benny. So let me take you back in an old-time radio comedy time machine. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Winning our fates, good or evil, never to be undone. Even the smallest stroke of virtue or of vice leaves its ever so little scar. Nothing we may do can ever be wiped out. Or so said Mr. William James. To put it another way, that which ye sow is that which ye shall reap. Awake, dreamer.
1: Awake, beautiful dreamer. You remember that song? Beautiful dreamer, awake unto me. Oh,
2: George. it's George? Go away. What do you want from me?
1: The woman kills me and asks, what do you want from me?
2: I didn't kill you. I'm not a murderer.
1: You're worse than a murderer. You're a fool. Because you killed me for Nothing.
0: drama, Don't Kill Me, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts and Roberta Maxwell. I'll be back shortly with Act One. (laughs) The way of an eagle in the air. The way of a serpent on a rock. The way of a ship in the midst of the sea. And the way of a man with a maid. These are the things that we know not. So says the book. Well, the ways of eagles, serpents, and ships, while reasonably puzzling, are not nearly as unfathomable as the ways of men with maids. Or of maids with men. And if we could discover the secret of those ways... We might learn something worth knowing.
2: Your Uncle Seth?
0: <laughs> my Uncle Seth. It's
2: <laughs> so hard to believe, Ted.
0: For years, everybody
1: thought he was just an old bub.
2: George, we're talking about Teddy's Uncle Seth.
1: Y- you remember my Uncle Seth, George? Yes, I uh, remember. <laughs> All of us kids would go down to his shack, uh, uh, like it said in that song, uh, that, uh, that tumble-down shack near the old railroad track. Yes. The place and... was filled with old clothes and all kinds of junk and hidden away in all that debris. It turns out they were bank books and stock certificates, government bonds, over $3 million. Now that he's dead, it's all mine. While he was alive, he wouldn't even give me a nickel. He could have sent me to college. My whole life would have been different. Well, sure going to be different from here on in. How
2: and where did he get all that money?
1: (laughs) We'll never know it. Turns out he was just one of those eccentric millionaires
2: (laughs) And all this time we just thought he was eccentric
1: No, 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 we thought he was crazy (laughs) Only rich people can be eccentric George, Wilma, I want you to listen If you need anything for doctors, for hospitals, for whatever it takes George, are you listening? Nothing can help me, Ted Nothing Now, don't you talk that way I've been everywhere, tried everything, seen everybody. They don't know. They just don't know. And I'm so tired. What did you say,
2: George? He's asleep. Hmm, Just like that? He can go off at any time. Come into the kitchen. I've got some coffee on the stove. Another cup.
1: Wilma, I meant what I said about helping
2: Oh, well, there's nothing that can be done medically
1: Oh, somewhere there has to be a cure
2: Cure? They don't even know the cause
1: Wilma, I have so much money More than I can hope to spend in a lifetime Let me give you some No, Ted Oh, but look at yourself
2: I'd rather not
1: You have to work so hard I would
2: sooner die than take a nickel from you Yeah, but the three of us have been friends since we were kids The three of us were friends until two of us fell in love Hmm.
1: It's a pity that you didn't fall in love with me Please, Ted I was always in love with you, Wilma Don't Well, I'll always be in love with you Just
2: don't say any more
1: I really came to say goodbye Where are you going? To South America Why? Well, I've always been interested in archaeology
2: That's right when will you be leaving?
1: Tomorrow.
2: Oh. Well, good luck.
1: Wilma, are you sure there's nothing I can do?
2: There's nothing anyone can do. Goodbye, Ted. Wilma? Grace! You left the front door open. Oh, did I? What are you typing there? It's a way to make some extra money. Oh, a full day on the job and a full night at home. Do I have a choice? You had a choice ten years ago. All right, Grace. Obviously, you made the wrong one. Let's not go into that. Today, he's a millionaire. Little Teddy Trumble. I promised I'd have this ready by morning. And you could have had him. So, if you'll just excuse me. You could still have him. I have 20 pages to go. And I'm getting tired Divorce, George How can I divorce him? Oh, Wilma, are you saying that you're still in love with him? Yes, I'm... I'm still in love with him You can't afford to be in love with him Wilma, I just don't want to talk about it Now, just listen for a minute To what? Darling, he's a helpless, hopeless invalid He's only waiting to die I said I don't want to talk about it And he could die tomorrow Oh, he could hang around for a year or two or three or even five, maybe ten. But sooner or later, Teddy will get tired of waiting. Now you don't kid me, Wilma. You're thinking about it. Oh. What you made me do? Yes. Ten years ago, I may have made you choose, George. I made that choice myself. You were always looking to big sister for advice. I remember I said, uh-uh, I keep hands off when it comes to romance. But you could see which one I favored. And George was the better bet at the time. Who could foresee that Teddy would have a rich uncle and George would... Well, uh, okay, let's be constructive. Divorce him. Divorce him? Now? In the state he's in? All right, so people will do some finger-pointing and head-shaking and tongue-clucking. Well, who cares? After a while, it's all forgotten. No. Oh. Afraid you'd have a guilty conscience? Ted would have a guilty conscience. Wilma, remember what Papa used to say? Time's running out. You have to make your move before it's too late.
3: Feeling better, George? No, Doctor. I have some new pills. The latest drug. It may. George? George?
2: He's fallen asleep again, Doctor.
3: Yes, so I see. Where are we? Exactly where we were at the beginning.
2: Is there any hope?
3: Theoretically... There's always hope.
2: I mean real hope.
3: I'm sorry.
2: How much time does he have?
3: Well, he could have as much as any of us, unless... Unless? He could have an accident.
2: In bed? How?
3: Well, you see, he falls into such a deep sleep that sometimes his breathing mechanism could be... Well, how can I simplify this? There... There could be a loss of muscular coordination and he could just suffocate.
2: Oh. Well, what can be done about it? It's really quite simple.
3: It doesn't have to be fatal if you notice it in time. All you have to do is massage his chest briskly. That's all? If you should happen to notice that he isn't breathing, do that at once.
2: But I can't spend 24 hours a day just sitting here and watching him.
3: I understand.
2: I have a day job, and I have to do typing at night.
3: I'm aware of that,
2: Wilma. And I have to get some sleep, too. I'm only human. Of course. I have to get some sleep. You're looking better this morning, George. Feeling better, too?
1: Yes, I hope it lasts.
2: It will. No, it won't. I got a letter from Ted. Well, it's addressed to both of us.
1: Well, what does it say?
2: He's deep in the Brazilian jungles, somewhere in the Amazon, looking for that lost civilization of his. Do you think you'll ever find it? Well? Do you, George? Wilma? Yes? Well, what is it? Please, Wilma. Please, Wilma, what? Don't kill me. George!
1: Please, Wilma, don't
2: kill me. George, how can you even...
1: You've been thinking about it. That
2: isn't true.
1: You... You're trying so hard to fight it. You won't even admit it to yourself, but you're thinking about it.
2: No, George, no.
1: Day and night, you're thinking about
2: it. Please, George. I'm so tired.
1: So sleepy. I I have to stay awake. I, I have to tell you something. I, I have to...
2: Don't say anything more, George.
1: What I have here, it isn't very much of a life, I know, but I want to live as long as I can. And, and well, maybe tomorrow, next week, next year, they'll find the drug, the treatment, the cure. And while there's life, there's hope. I don't want to die. Please, well, don't kill me. I... I'm so tired. So
2: tired. Hello, Wilma. What are you doing here, Grace? Well, I thought I'd come by and take you to a movie. I can't leave George alone. Oh, of course. I mean, it's bad enough. I have to be gone all day. Oh, come out for a little while, anyhow. I'll buy you dinner. I'd better look in on George. I just did that. He's sound asleep. Hey, Wilma, this is some letter from Ted. Where did you get that? You left it on the table. You had no business reading my... Yes, 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 yes. Teddy writes, I love you and I'll always love you. Well, I guess he hopes you'll take the hint. What hint? He expects you to do something. Like what? Look, he's gone as far as he can. He's made a statement. The rest is up to you. The rest? You have to go to him. Leave, George. Uh, Teddy's waiting for you to take that step. Why don't you let me alone, Grace? I love you and I'll always love you. Uh, Maybe. He's now an attractive man. He was always attractive. No, he wasn't. That's why you chose George. Teddy was always thin, shy, awkward... But he can look awfully good with all that money Grace, I keep telling you I don't want to talk about it The girls will all be after him now, Wilma It'll be a heady new experience for him How long do you think he'll be willing to wait for you? Oh, don't do that I know why you do it I have to make money You also want to lose yourself somewhere out in limbo You want to keep busy So you don't have to think. Okay. Okay, go ahead. But you know you're not solving your problem that way.
1: Wilma. Please, Wilma, please. Wake up. Wake up, Wilma. Oh, Wilma, you're up.
2: Uh, yes, I... Uh, I guess I am. Something must have wakened me.
1: I called to you.
2: I'm sure I didn't hear you. I know.
1: I, I couldn't speak loud enough for that. It, it was a prayer. A prayer. That's why you heard it. A prayer? I have this funny feeling if I'm going to...
2: As if you're going to what?
1: It's getting harder. And harder for me to breathe. Remember what the doctor
3: said. I I feel it coming on. In a minute, I won't be able to breathe.
1: But to do something.
2: I. Uh, but I don't know what to do.
1: The doctor told you, rub, massage my chest. That'll. That'll. Oh, please, Wilma, call an ambulance. Help me. It's so hard to breathe, Wilma. Aren't you going to do anything?
0: Please. I'll I'll die. Do. She will certainly do something. She'll give him the first aid, or she won't. She'll save his life, or sit by and watch him lose it. Either way, she is performing an act, making a statement. And she won't be the only one to make a statement either. Quite a few people will be making some rather interesting statements of their own, when the curtain shall rise on Act Two. Promises, promises. How easily made, how readily broken. Each year, millions of people vow to love, honor, and obey each other. To be steadfast in sickness and in health, till death do them part. Yes, it's quite easy to do all those things in health. But in sickness, as the bard himself might remark, aye, there's the rub. And we needed a rub quite literally at the very end of the first act. Did we get one?
1: Uh, 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 Wilma, my my chest, I uh, I can't breathe. The doctor said you, you, you must massage my chest if you don't. You just can't sit there and do nothing. It's the same as murder. Wilma, where are you going? Please, come back and help me. I I see, I see you want to marry Ted, but you won't be happy with him. He'll still be stupid, Teddy, no matter how much money. You won't be happy, and you won't forget what you did to me. Wilma, don't. Don't leave me. Help me. Save me. Wilma, don't go. You know what you're doing? You're making a bet. You're betting that there is no God, no retribution, no heaven, no hell. But there is Wilma. There is. Think about it, Wilma. Think about it.
2: Afraid. Wilma, get hold of yourself. I'm trying. Now, now, what about George? I, I just this moment woke up and and yes, he's uh, he, he's lying here very. Tell me. Very still. He's... very very quiet. He isn't moving. Is he breathing? No. I, I don't think he's breathing either. What are you calling me for? Grace, I'm scared. Doctor, an ambulance, the police I can't, I'm so scared Do it for me, Grace
1: I came as quickly as I could, Wilma. Yes, Ted. I I would have been here sooner, but... uh,
2: I understand.
1: You've no idea how wild and deep that jungle is. Of course. Wild and deep, but but beautiful.
2: I can imagine.
1: A lush beauty, an awesome beauty. uh,
2: It sounds wonderful.
1: Even at times, a a terrible beauty. I'm sorry about George. Thank you, Ted. He was such a good friend. I know. How did it happen? Or, Or is it too painful to say...
2: I woke up one morning and, uh, he was dead.
1: Oh. Just like that?
2: He fell asleep the night before and never woke up.
1: Well, maybe the way things were, he's better off.
2: Don't say that, Ted. Don't ever say that. I'm sorry. No one is ever better off dead.
1: Forgive me, Wilma, please.
2: It's all right, Ted. I forgive you.
1: I'm always so... What did George call it, huh? Gauche. That that's it. It was his favorite word. I I always manage to say the wrong thing, don't I?
2: Ted, I forgive you. Forget it.
1: Well now what, Wilma? Now what? Wilma, I've always loved you. But maybe this isn't exactly the right moment to talk
2: about it. You're right, Ted. This isn't exactly the right moment to talk about it.
1: Wake up, Wilma. Wake up. Uh, uh, didn't you hear the clock? Listen again. Two o'clock, just the exact time it was that night.
2: No. Uh, 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 George!
1: You didn't think you'd be rid of me, did you? Just because you killed me, did you think that would be the end of it?
2: I didn't kill you. What do you want?
1: The woman kills me and has the nerve to ask, what do I want?
2: The way things were, you're better off dead.
1: No one's better off dead. Isn't that what you said, to the chump?
2: He's not a chump.
1: The only thing different about him is that he's a chump with three million dollars.
2: What do you want?
1: I just want to tell you that you lost the bet. What bet? The bet you made when you killed me.
2: I... I didn't kill you.
1: You have to decide. Is there or is there not a reckoning? And when you walked out that door and left me there to die, you made the bet that there wasn't. You bet there will be no day of judgment. I'm here to tell you that you're lost.
2: You're here, George, because I have a guilty conscience. Yes, I can admit it to myself. I let you die. Why not? You were as good as dead anyway.
1: No matter how you tried to justify it, the judgment was not yours to make.
2: But I made it. And so naturally I'm filled with remorse, regret, and self-reproach. And so I am assailed by nightmares, and this is one of them. You think so? But I'll get over it. This, too, shall pass. Because I'll keep thinking about that mean, hard, threadbare life I would lead, working day and night to support you and nurse you. I shall compare it to the life I will enjoy with Teddy. With all that money, that luxury and comfort.
1: So you chose Teddy. But you're not going to have a life of luxury and comfort with Teddy.
2: With all that money?
1: Teddy has found his calling, his heart's desire, in the deepest, darkest jungles of the Amazon. Yes, that's where his life's work is. In fever-ridden, Insect-infested swamps.
2: I'll put a stop to that nonsense soon enough.
1: I wish you luck, dear Wilma. And I mean that from the bottom of what would be my heart if I were still alive.
2: What's that?
1: What's what, my dear?
2: Those bells. Uh,
1: church bells. Church bells.
2: Why are they ringing?
1: Because I asked the minister to. I always wanted the bells to ring at my wedding.
2: I I just don't like the whole idea of...
1: Wilma? Wilma, is something wrong?
2: No. No, nothing's wrong.
1: You're still going to marry me, aren't you? You haven't changed your mind about that?
2: No. It's all right.
1: And we're leaving tonight for the Amazon.
2: Yes, Ted. Just for our honeymoon. Remember... Just for our honeymoon.
1: Yes, of course.
2: You ready to leave, Wilma, dear? Yes, Grace. Alan and I'll drive you and Ted to the airport. Oh, what a lovely wedding. You look so beautiful. Have I forgotten anything? No, I don't think so. I'm just frightened at the idea of you going off to that jungle. It's only for a couple of weeks. Oh, Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Well, that's not what Ted told Alan. Alan asked him if he'd be interested in looking at some houses, and Ted said you weren't coming back for a long time. What? If at all. Ted said that to Alan? Yes. And Alan was surprised because you had asked him to line up some properties. I'm sure Alan must have misunderstood what Ted told him. We'll be home by the end of the month. At the latest.
1: Don't you love it, Wilma? Love what? The colors. Have you ever seen such lush vegetation?
2: No, Ted, not exactly.
1: And all these sounds?
2: It can be rather deafening.
1: It sounds like a tremendous jumble, but I can identify at least 37 different birds.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's very interesting.
1: Listen. Listen, that that kind of deep growl, now, he's very far from here, but sound carries a long way in the jungle. That's a jaguar, the tiger of South America.
2: Isn't it dangerous to be out here?
1: You know, the car has a steel roof, so you're safe from snakes in the trees. And I have a rifle. Even so? Mm, The wild animals almost never attack human beings.
2: Almost never?
1: No, they're more scared of you than you are of them. Besides... You'll learn how to use firearms.
2: Why? Well, it's
1: just a good idea.
2: I've never held a gun in my life.
1: Well, it doesn't take long to learn. Inside of three or four months, you'll be an expert.
2: Three or four months? We'll be headed back in less than three weeks.
1: Oh. Here we are. What's this? Home? Here? I call it Trumbletown. Named it after me. I had the native labor build these huts. The largest one is ours.
2: I'm not going to stay in one of those huts.
1: you love it. It's the simple life, darling. No frills, no fuss, no artificial trappings. Yes, indeed. The simple life.
2: Why should I lead the simple life? I can afford luxury.
1: No one can afford luxury. No one can afford the debilitating loss of the real, the worthwhile, the true values. What are you
2: talking about?
1: Here, Wilma, I discovered a new way of existence, a new perspective on the world. I am no longer that silly, simple fellow I used to be. I
2: never thought you were silly or simple.
1: Oh, yes, you did. That's why you chose George instead of me. But it's all right. We're married now, and we're going to have a wonderful life together.
2: It's very hot.
1: You get used to that after a while.
2: What's a while?
1: I don't know, a month or two.
2: But we're not going to be here a month or two.
1: Ah, there he is. Is my number one assistant, Hualpa. Senor. Hualpa, uh, this is uh, Senora Trumbo. I am most happy to meet the Senora. How do you do? Hualpa, take the bags into the hut. See, si, Senor. Have the men been going out looking while I've been gone? See, si, senor. But they have found nothing. Mm, Senada, it's all right. We have time. We are dealing with eternity. Uh, what's a day, a week, a month, even a year? True? It's verdad. Well <laughs> what is a year? Or even five or ten? Or even the life of a man?
2: What are you two talking about? Time
1: time and how little it means.
2: It means a great deal to me. Look, Ted, I uh, think we better talk about this.
1: We'll never talk on an empty stomach. Mmm, I can smell a delicious supper. But... But the people have prepared a feast for us, darling. It's bad manners to keep them waiting. Isn't this lovely?
2: I've never seen so many mosquitoes in all my life
1: Well, after a while, they stop bothering you
2: What do you mean by a while? How did you like the dinner? It was dreadful The meat, it it was raw Except in those places where it was burned to a crisp Uh, And you get used to it Yes, I know In a while Let me tell you something, Ted I don't want to get used to any of this Wilma I hate it I came out here only to please you. All right. I'll stick it out for three weeks. Then we are going back to civilization. All right. All right. We don't have to talk about it now. As far as I'm concerned, we never have to talk
0: about it at all. Do you sense that things are not going exactly according to plan? By that we mean, of course, Wilma's plan. Offhand, I would say that things are right on schedule as far as Ted's plan is concerned. Just what his plan is, I couldn't project at this point, but I'm sure it's at a complete odds with Wilmer's. Let's all plan to meet right here shortly for the third act. <laughs> Lack of communication. That's supposed to be at the root of most of our problems. And so we try to discover and encourage more openness, more truthfulness. Indeed, we have even coined a phrase for it, telling it the way it is. However, in many cases, it isn't that we don't know how to communicate. It's just simply that what the communicator has to communicate is completely unacceptable to the communicative.
1: Good morning, Wilma D'Arling. Did you sleep well last night? No, Ted. I'm sorry. I slept like a log.
2: That was part of the problem. Your snoring kept me awake. And I was bitten alive by insects. But, dear, you have
1: a netting. You must use it.
2: It's too hot.
1: Now, that isn't true. The air just
2: passes through it. I felt as if I was suffocating. Well, no, you get used to it. Now, don't start that again, Ted. I have no intention of... What do you say to some breakfast? I'm not hungry. But darling, we've been here for three days, and
1: Hualpa tells me you haven't eaten a thing. Just the idea of food is enough. Would to... you like to come with me this morning? We're going up the river. We think that the lost civilization... Oh,
2: who cares about the lost civilization? I want to go home. Home? Oh. You heard me.
1: Wilma, well, this is our home. This is where we're going to live. Oh no.
2: Maybe this is where you're going to live. And so will my wife. Your wife does not choose to live here. A woman must
1: go where her husband's work
2: takes him. Work! What is this? Some stupid hobby. A rich man playing an archaeologist. I'm a serious person. I'm serious, too. I refuse to live here. Please, Wilma? I want us to start packing immediately. Wilma, give yourself a chance.
1: You said I want to leave here at once. I have decided to go upriver today. You mean you will keep
2: me here by force?
1: Darling, what sort of a way is this to talk? I mean, you're free to come and go just as you please.
2: But you're my husband.
1: Yes. And I choose to remain here. Wilma. Awake, dreamer.
2: Uh, 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 Oh, George. I'm dreaming. I'm home. No, you're
1: not dreaming. You're not home. Just outside is the jungle. I told you, you'd lose the vet. He's changed, hasn't he, Teddy?
2: George, what do you want? He's no
1: longer that pathetic little pusher we used to make fun of. He's now become a man with a mission. He's got you here, trapped.
2: Oh no! No.
1: What can you do about it? It's his money.
2: I can. I can shoot him.
1: I must say, the first murder was hard, but once you're over that hump, there's nothing to it. How do you plan to work it?
2: I'll. I'll. I'll ask him to teach me how to shoot a gun, and then, then it'll just go off by accident. You see?
1: You'll never get away with it. Walpa is devoted to Teddy, and he reads you very well.
2: If I say it was an accident, what will he be able to say in court?
1: It'll never get to court. Walpa and his people will execute summary justice themselves.
2: Thank you for telling me. I'll go home and get a divorce.
1: And you've murdered me for nothing. You can't sue him. You have no ground.
2: I do. He lied to me. I have mental and physical cruelty. Oh, I could get plenty from
1: him. Just listen to this conversation. Is this my Wilma? My sweet, gentle Wilma?
2: Goodbye, George. I think I'm free of you, finally. I am. I told you before. You're my conscience. My dying conscience. Very soon, I'll be able to destroy you completely. Oh,
1: you think so?
2: I'm no longer what you said, your sweet, gentle Wilma. I'm no longer a little girl. I've grown up.
1: Into what, I wonder? Into what? Glover! Yes, Senora.
2: When is Senor Trumbull coming back?
1: Quien sabe. Who knows?
2: The car. Is the tank filled?
1: I believe so.
2: Where is the nearest civilized place?
1: It is perhaps 50 miles, a town.
2: Along the road through the jungle?
1: See, si, Senor. The same road.
2: Do you have the keys?
1: The Senora wishes to go.
2: What did you think I was talking about?
1: But I cannot drive the Senora. I must stay here and wait for Senor Trumbull.
2: I asked you for the keys.
1: But the Senora should not go by herself.
2: And why not?
1: If something should happen to the car. The Senora does not know how to walk through the jungle. Never
2: mind that. Just let me have the keys to the car.
1: But it is dangerous.
2: I will die of boredom in this place. So what's the difference? this. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? Well, I can't be more than a mile from the camp. Why should I sit here in the hot sun? Ah! Oh, I leg! My leg!
1: back home.
2: Home? I'm in the United States.
1: So soon? No, you're home here, darling, where you live.
2: Oh, oh, oh. everything is starting to hurt all over again. What, what happened to me? Oh, we
1: found you lying in the road. I'm starting to feel numb all over. Well, you have a rather large insect bite on your left leg. Uh,
2: uh, An insect bite could do this? Oh, yes. Oh, I feel as if I'm going to die. Don't let me die, Teddy, please. Oh, I won't, my darling. I won't. Do something.
1: Welpa has gone for a doctor.
2: A doctor? Oh, yes. Mm, I need a doctor. Please. Teddy... Give me a doctor. Hello. May I come in? My name is Julie Reynolds, Dr. Julie Reynolds. Oh, you're an American. (laughs) (laughs) Well, down here, you'd better learn to say North American. Uh Yes, I'm as North Americano as you can get. I hail from Minneapolis. Oh, you're a
1: long way from home.
2: Well, home is where people need you. And that can
1: be everywhere, even here. Mm, Yes, that's true.
2: I thought I'd put in some time with the Peace Corps. Well, that must be quite an experience. Oh, fantastic. Would you believe I'm the only doctor within a hundred miles? That is, the only M.D. There are quite a few witch doctors and medicine men And some of them are actually good Really? You learn something every day That's why I love it Um, Oh, say, I'd better look at the patient
1: She's sleeping
2: Yes, I gave her something What's wrong with her? I'm afraid you have a very sick wife she was bitten by a mosquito known as the Ariala. Uh, it's a pretty name for such a devastating creature. Is it poisonous? Uh, only to people who have certain enzyme imbalance. She'll be in constant pain. But we can give her something to ease that. And she'll have to take another drug for her heart. Is her heart affected? Oh, it will be. There's going to be a considerable added stress placed upon it. Uh, You'll have to give her regular doses of this medication. Yes. It'll ease things for her. Now, this is important. If she misses even one or two... I I don't have
1: any worries
2: on that score. Well, there's nothing more I can do. I'll leave you a supply of the medication you'll need. Now... I'd better be getting back. Oh, but it's so
1: dark and you have a long trip. Why not spend the night, huh?
2: Oh, well, you you may have convinced me. It isn't every day I have a chance to be with some fellow North Americanos. (laughs) Tell me, what are you doing out here?
1: I'm looking for that lost civilization. Uh, Have you ever heard of it?
2: Oh, you mean the gods that brought the people fire thousands and thousands of years ago? You know what I think?
1: They could have been visitors from another planet. Do you agree? Well,
2: anything is possible.
1: It would be fantastic if I could find it.
2: Oh, you're sure to find something just being out here. I know. It's changed my whole life. Mine, too.
1: Wake up, Dreamer. Wake up.
2: Oh, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Oh,
1: don't say that. Ted's going to leave you alone quite a bit from now on.
2: Oh, go away. Please, go away.
1: She's one of those hale and hearty girls, isn't she? Brisk and bursting with sincerity. His next wife.
2: Oh, what are you talking about?
1: What are they talking about? Haven't you been listening? Have you ever seen Ted so animated?
2: She isn't even attractive.
1: True, she isn't picture-book-pretty like you. But he doesn't want that anymore. When he was a timid, repressed little nobody, he yearned for he dreamed of having the prettiest girl in town. But now he wants a woman.
2: Don't say that anymore.
1: A woman he can talk to. Who can understand his ambitions, who can share his dreams.
2: Don't
0: say any more.
1: Look at them together. Listen to them. Can't you see how they fit? Shut up. Oh, he'll fight it at first, just as you did. And then, one day, he will forget your heart medication. No. He won't be able to help himself. No. Why do you say no, my darling? These things don't happen.
2: No. 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 No, Wilma, Wilma, what's the matter? I think she's had a nightmare. Uh, let me give her something. No, don't touch me, don't touch but me.
1: Wilma, dear, the doctors.
2: Dad, Ted, daddy, darling, please, daddy, promise me something.
1: Yes, yes, dear.
2: Promise.
1: Yes, dear. What do you want me to promise? Promise.
2: You won't kill me.
0: That's the most important promise you can make, isn't it? I know he made it just as the curtain was coming down. But did he keep it? I really couldn't say. After all, life is a story that doesn't have a neat little ending. It proceeds along its unpredictable course until it's all over. And even then, we don't know if it's really finished... I'll be back with some unfinished business shortly.
4: If you've been reading about wise money management in your favorite publications, you've undoubtedly heard about Dreyfus Liquid Assets, one of the world's largest money market funds, and about the big yields you can get on your money right now. Start with as little as $2,500. Make added investments as low as $100. With Dreyfus Liquid Assets, your money is yours whenever you need it. Phone for it, have it sent to your bank, or write a redemption check for cash or to pay your larger bills. You keep right on earning that high yield, compounded daily until your check clears. No penalties on interest, no sales charge, no charge for the checks. It's so simple, sensible, convenient. But find out for yourself. Call toll-free 800-228-5000 for free information and a prospectus, including management fee charges and expenses. Read the prospectus carefully before investing or sending money. Discover how Dreyfus Liquid Assets can help you get the lion's share of today's high money market rates. 800-228-5000. Toll free. 800-228-5000.
1: I bought this gadget by mail. The ad said it would save me a lot of gas. It did. Since I put it in, my car won't start.
2: They said I could make money stuffing envelopes at home. I'd like to give those envelope guys a licking...
1: If you shop by mail and don't get what you were promised, it could be mail fraud, and there are many different kinds, from products that don't work to worthless work-at-home schemes. If you're a victim or even suspect mail fraud, call your postal inspector. It's his job to keep the mail a nice way to shop.
0: The ad said
2: I could lose 20 pounds a week painlessly. What I lost was $20, and that hurt a lot.
4: They said there were hundreds of dollars to be made working at home. They were right. I worked at
1: home, and they made hundreds of dollars. Remember, most of the time when you shop by mail, you do get what you were promised. But if you suspect mail fraud, call your local post office and ask for your postal inspector or postal. Master. Don't take Getting Taken, a public service announcement by this station and your postal service.
0: our story is Don't Kill Me. It could also have been titled The Wager. Every one of us makes a bet with life every day. Whether we are aware of it or not, we are wagering that our course of action is the correct one. And of course, there is no way of telling whether we have won or lost until the very end. And even then, we can never be sure of the payoff. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Lee Richardson, Joan Shea, and Roberta Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tammy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
1: Good morning, everyone. For News Radio 95, I'm Alan James. Here are the top headline stories we'll be following for you this morning. One man died in a fire at the Annapolis Hospital in Wayne last night, the state's major labor area.